in so like these next two weeks are going to be like super crazy yeah i hear you my son just went and checked out his new school for the first time today so a uh, little bit of nerves i think maybe on on both sides you know I'm, I'm anxious for him and you know he's he's trying to put on that that you know strong persona but i, I think he's a little you know but it'll be good for him right like he's gonna he's gonna see new friends and old friends and it's, it's just gonna be a good time so uh you know and may, maybe i could start getting some more work done <laughs> I, hate to, I hate to put it like that but um yeah it's been uh it's it's been a oh it's been a week so uh yeah we're I, just when i thought we were kind of starting to slow down with summer you know like wrap it up uh yeah. we have almost 90 degree weather coming up here again so that's wow. uh very unusual for my area so on top of that, we're dealing with all the soak from the wildfires and stuff like that so it, it's it's been it's it's been a thing anything interesting on your end this week um interesting i wouldn't say interesting you know weather wise like i feel like we're like swapping coasts because the past two days i've been in the 70s which normally we're in like the 80s and 90s and i'm like hmm <laughs> um what's going on but you know i feel like we're like i'm like i'm ready for fall like i feel like towards the end of the summer as much as i love being by the beach and having that nice like you know i can go to the beach anytime like fall here is just as gorgeous with all the leaves turning so i'm ready for fall yeah that's fair so i don't know uh i hold on to summer as long as i can here because we have two seasons uh we have summer and we have prozac so <laughs> uh, <laughs> not too keen on nine months of rain that we're about to get but anyway, uh, I digress. Um, I'm very excited for the show. Uh, we have uh, David Pickerel, the CEO of Para, joining us today. I'm, I'm stoked to chat with him about uh, some really cool things that they're doing with the app moving forward. Uh, we're going to talk about a very creative way that some drivers are getting revenge against tip baiters. So that'll be an interesting conversation to see uh, if you and I kind of agree on this one here, Kim. Uh, we're going to talk about a fiasco that DoorDash drivers had a couple of days ago that resulted in a lot of frustration and lost money. Uh, we're also, yeah. So uh, we're also going to discuss how some restaurants are getting fed up with specific Uber Eats customers. We're going to tell you what they're doing and we're going to discuss if we think it's a problem as well. Uh, we're going to talk about goals. But uh, kind of in a unique way, not not like setting achievable goals, but it, it'll be fun. Stick around. And of course, we're going to wrap it up with the funnies. Kim, I am stoked to introduce our special guest. But before we do, can we put up the slide? Because we always forget we the slide. We do always forget the slide. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> let's go ahead and bring uh, David from Para on and uh, chat with him for a little bit. Absolutely. With further ado, hey, David, how are you? Hey, I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Your guy, hey. Every time I see it, the intro you all have is pretty awesome. Thank you. I, I totally can't take credit for it. It's it's all that guy. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm pretty pleased with it myself. So we had a chance to meet David in Denver, and we had a great time. And I, I really enjoyed picking your brain about the Para app and how it works. So before we go any further, um, I want to make it known that both Kim and I on our own individual channels are sponsored by Para. We both do work with Para. However, on the rideshare guide, that is not the case. So uh, the opinions you're going to hear are our own and <laughs> we're not influenced by Para itself, but rather using the app, but which I by think the way... As I say, I think the right share guy does have um, in the description a way for you to sign up for Para if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. So. That's right. Okay, yeah, cool. So there is a link in the description if you guys choose to check it out. But having said that, uh, so Para is an app that I use every single time I drive. Me so, too. and yeah, uh, David, why don't you run us through what Para is, what the vision is, and what you guys have been doing? Yeah, so right now, really what we're trying to build is a place where you uh, to really help people multi-app better, right? And put more dollars in your pockets. So I guess what that means right now is we have a place where you can get pings from multiple platforms in one feed. 
you know, Uber, Uber Eats, Grubhub. Uh, we have a sort of a, you know, a bit of DoorDash back. I can sort of say that a bit more publicly now. And you can sort of, uh, you know, set auto decline filters there. So you don't want to take trips above a certain, uh, below a certain amount. You don't want to take trips from places you've flagged in the past. You don't want to take trips from a place that begin with McDonald's, basically. No, you don't want McDonald's? Or... No, I, I love McDonald's, so you yeah. can give me McDonald's all day long. But I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, continue. Uh, yeah, and then, uh, so it's this idea of like, hey, can we help you manage all your apps, like the major platforms you work on easily in one place? But also at the end of it, I think what Para exists to do, and I think you said we'd talk over some of this, like sort of the story of how we all got here. Really, our goal is to sort of put dollars in drivers' pockets, right? So really the way I view the sort of suite of tools is, you know, manage your work easier and unlock more opportunities. And the reason that we have the sort of like auto decline and manage your work easier is our goal is to take your work profile and help you find other good opportunities. And I think really on the philosophy that the best way to get you to say no to bad trips is not just by asking you to say no out of the goodness of your heart, but is by finding you other good trips. I think we also have the philosophy though, if we help you find other local opportunities, other local platforms, that does become overwhelming. So that's why I think the sort of two pillars of what we have there, but really the goal is dollars and pockets. So Para's focus is heavily on transparency, which I love. So uh, Kim is in a DoorDash market, but I am in an Uber Eats market and Para just works great with Uber Eats. Uh, so the, filters that you were just talking about those have been an absolute game changer and i love the fact that i can see upfront addresses so i live in a university town and the intersections that uber Eats shows are not always particularly accurate so the fact that i can see a drop down with the entire delivery address i i avoid high schools that way i avoid dorms and i avoid the university so um yeah, it's it's incredible, and I love the fact that I can auto decline stuff like McDonald's. So sorry, Kim. No, it's okay. Oh. I personally love the filters behind it because it's not just you know you do a dollar per mile or you know very small. Like there's like a lot of filters you can really um, hone down on. The one thing mm -hmm. I personally love there's a specific area in my market that like I hate delivering to and i love that in the filters you can actually like zone in on like that actual area and say nope not gonna happen and uh, yeah. that, like, I, I absolutely love about that no I, I love that i think what you both love is the idea that you're sort of like you're in charge of your work right you can say i don't want to go here i don't want to take this i can make an informed decision and i think that's really important to what we do here I always say, you know, I've said this since you know when we launched tip transparency is I wish there's a world in which we didn't have to do what we do. Because I do feel the gig platform should just let you do this, right? You should be able to <laughs> you should be able to say, I don't want to go there. You should be able to say, I don't want to take this thing. Uh, but if they're not gonna do it, we'll do it. So what what a radical idea, David. I mean, how dare you think that we as workers have a right to know what we're getting ourselves into? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, and I agree. And and Para definitely helps bridge that gap. So it, it's it's been a game changer for me for sure. Um so it I I, I wanna kind of get this out of the way if if we could talk about this. Um it's kind of not so black and white on if it's within TOS. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think that's uh it's a good question, right? So I think, you know, per some of the platform's terms of services in there, it basically says you cannot use third party apps in any way, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I think where it does come down to is I always make this very clear. If you don't feel comfortable using an app like us or any other driver assistance app, earnings tracking, any other app technically, you know, might be, depending on how you read it, be against the terms of service, you shouldn't use them, right? If you're not comfortable, don't do it. Uh, at the end of the day, though, I think what the one thing I can stand by is the fact that after having hundreds of thousands of uh, drivers use Para, not one has been deactivated for using Para. So right. I wanted to bring this up for a specific reason. I have talked about Para long before I was uh, sponsored by you guys, and it always inevitably comes up. Doesn't it violate TOS? Won't it get you deactivated? And so I was one of those people initially who 
feared that, right? Like I tried it back in the tip transparency days. I thought it was awesome, but I'm like, I don't want to get deactivated because I'm making money on, you know, at the time it was DoorDash. And so I uninstalled it. But then when I started doing my research, I noticed a trend that it was all hearsay, right? I heard this can do this. This person said that, right? It was never, I got deactivated because. So uh, I, I, I do want to make people aware that it's, you know, you might not be within terms of service, but I have never personally heard of a driver that says, yes, I have been deactivated for doing this. I've been using this myself for probably two years at least at this point. Never had a problem. Kim, you ever had a problem? No, I've been using it God, for a, probably about that same amount of time, probably two, three years at this point. And no, I've never been, I've never been deactivated from any platform whatsoever but i know that's a fear of a lot of people so i feel like david you coming on and kind of like reassuring hey no driver has ever been deactivated i think like that's a very big misconception at least from a lot what i get from comments and i take those i take that seriously right so we've had people say hey i've been deactivated and i think it might be because of para every single one of those we have looked into and i'd say the vast majority end up getting reactivated and I don't think it has to do with Para. I think we all know that random deactivations, deactivations for sort of happen. Uh, just happen, basically. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's what we've realized is, you know, some people point the finger at us. And I think we, I take that seriously, right? Uh, yeah. I do think another thing, though, is like, why are we able to do it? Or why are the platforms not trying to deactivate you for this? Is I think we're just really honoring what the platforms themselves say is, platforms say you're an independent contractor you should be able to use the tool you want to run your business and i think that's why to some extent uh you know the platforms haven't gone after drivers for using this i will admit that every time i say that it might be against the terms of drivers our lawyer like rolls over in his bed ever especially on video but i will always say that publicly because i want to tell like you know i think i owe it to the people who are considering this to say Look, make it, you know, in the name of transparency, make a considered choice, basically. For sure. And and again, that's something I just want to get ahead of because it, it always seems to come up. And unfortunately, with the gig apps, there's kind of a lot of fear mongering to begin with. And that's been kind of perpetuated by people who talk about these things in public forums. And the fact of the matter is, is I, I mean, Kim and I collectively have talked to thousands, tens of thousands of drivers. Not once have I ever heard somebody say, I got deactivated for doing this. So um, there's one question in here that I wanted to answer real quick. Uh, and then I want to uh, I want to ask you about something new you guys are doing. So um, uh, somebody had asked about Maximo and Parrot. Both are fantastic apps. Uh, uh, so Parrot is free. I will say that. Yeah, I'm, I'm also sort of a, a big a big fan of sort of Gary and a big fan of what Gary has built at Maximo. I think to some extent, especially if you're on Android, the Maximo experience is good. I think ours is primarily, you know, ours works on both systems, but it's mostly built for iOS. And I do think that they have different functionalities, right? So I do know that there's quite a few people that end up using both. So I do want to give sort of Gary and Maximo a shout out. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, so what what are you guys working on? Uh, good question. So I think if you ask, we have something new that is in the process of coming out, but I think, you know, if we rewind the last couple months, ParaWorks has really been sort of uh, what a lot of the work has been going on. So what that is, is we're just finding other good local paying opportunities that pay better than usual, uh, better than sort of the main gig apps to put those opportunities in front of drivers. And if you rewound, call it four or five months ago, we weren't getting that many trips, but we're starting to see that increase in more and more trips. I think, especially in our time in Denver, it made me quite happy actually to have quite a few people come up and say that they've done a couple of these trips on Paraworks. Uh, I think a lot of them are catering trips right now. That's sort of not the vast majority, but the majority of them are easy cater or other catering trips, which I think is a good thing, right? People are used to the DoorDash large order program. It's work people are already used to doing and it pays well. But we do have a variety of other things from sort of like, uh, you know, food delivery and stadiums to a whole bunch of other stuff. But really what we've done is try to say, how can we help you find, I think in the app, what you really see is here's an opportunity. Do you want to take it? 
But really what we're doing behind the scenes is taking your profile, registering them with the partner and assigning you to that task. So I think what it really is, is like, what can we do to make it as easy as possible for people to find and do good paying work? So I'm going to throw a curveball question at you here. So what, in order to access Paraworks, what, what sort of an acceptance rate do you need to have? Uh, so there isn't an acceptance rate threshold for Paraworks. Do you guys hide tips? We do not hide tips, no. You're and fully what is the average? Right? <laughs> uh, we give as much information as possible. We've had cases, because these are local partners, we've had cases where drivers have flagged that the local partner hasn't been fully transparent. And in those cases, we've gone and told the partners that in order to work with them, they need to follow these. And we've also stopped working with local partners who haven't. So I'll be the first to admit that we haven't, like not every opportunity has been perfect, but most of them have been and we take it seriously. So something that I've noticed about you, uh, we've, we've had the chance to chat a few times online and then of course in person, you are very quick to take notes. Whenever you hear something that, that kind of gets the gears turning, you jot that down and you investigate it. So you guys are very good about chasing that stuff down. Uh, one more one more question for you. Uh, Steve loves to talk about this. So uh, what is the average hourly pay on Paraworks currently? Uh, it's hard to do exactly hourly because I think a lot of these are sort of call it 30 to 45 minute trips. Mm -hmm. But I think sort of, you know, the average pay on call it something that's 30 to 40 something minutes is around that 30, 30-ish bucks. So the trips are... Decent. I mean, and it does come with a bit more work, right? It's sort of a lot of the time it is catering. So mm -hmm. it is, you know, you could be carrying a bunch of trays. You might have to go into an office. So it is a little bit more involved, but it is good work. That's like awesome. mid lockdown type of pay on Grubhub. Like you just don't see those numbers on like DoorDash and Uber Eats, almost never. You, you don't see Grubhub at all anymore, right? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> rare. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I'll tell you what, it's, you know what sucks though, David, is when you're, you go out driving, right? And you're having a date night after and you forgot that you had Grubhub on and you're like at home trying to Netflix and chill when that freaking cowbell sound goes off and like totally kills the vibe. Has <laughs> that happened to you? <laughs> uh, yeah. But... <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, because it's it's not even like a cute little like. Do you check thing. it? You check it? Oh, well, I turned it off. Yeah, I'm like, I, you know, but like, but you know, to kind of to kind of dive into. Wait a minute. Can you imagine if you're in the middle of a date and you go, "Oh, hold on, I'll be back." <laughs> Give me about. I've got to take this. I've got to take this. Thirty to forty-five minutes. I'll be back. Don't move. <laughs> that oh man, that would be the worst date ever. So. Uh, but anyway, my point was, is yeah, no, Grubhub is just dead. Uh, so you guys have Paraworks, but now you're doing something new. Uh, yes. So I think, you know, going back to what I said sort of at the beginning of this is like the goal is to find more good work to layer in <laughs> so you can say no to sort of the bad opportunities that come in. I think what we realized was even though Paraworks is growing, for a lot of users, there just aren't a lot of opportunities right either we're not in the city you're in or you know we can get you a couple of pings a week and they pay well but really the goal is to find more other good opportunities so with that in mind we've launched this new offering called parapass and it's actually similar i guess behind the scenes to what we're doing at paraworks but i think it's this idea that you can create a work profile for yourself with that work profile you have a background check you have a driver's license and all of that and using that sort of what I call that vault of your documents, you can use that as a key to sort of like instant unlock access to certain platforms. So the goal being, you know, no longer signing up, having to fill in all the forms, being in their sort of repetitive text campaign. Even when you fill it out, you sort of sit there and wait for some of these platforms to be onboarded. What we've done is found platforms that want quality gig workers and what we basically said is hey if this person has a completed profile with their own documents one can you just accept, put them to the end of your onboarding flow just take them basically and two by doing that you're also saving money to some extent right you're finding a good driver their docs are ready so can you can we pay can the driver get paid every time they sign up for a platform basically. But the goal is to say, can we find in your local area 
three or four good other opportunities that you can just, I call it one click apply. It's not quite one click apply there yet, but like basically say click and unlock. And it really is around sort of, we're leaning into this sort of like your identity. This is your key basically. And using that, have you ever sort of signed into something where it says like, you know, sign up with Google or sign up with Facebook yeah. or sign in like yeah. that, but the unlock work, I think is really what we're trying to do. So you guys made it really easy to import the work history with ParaWorks. So I'm, I'm excited to see what you guys do with this. Sorry, Kim, I cut you off. No, I, you know, I, th I think a lot of people have, at least in my opinion, think pair is one way, but it's something like totally encompassing, at least in my opinion. Like, I really feel like pair is trying to put money in people's pockets and it's almost like an untapped resource that people should be using because you can get more money and more work out of just using para so you have para works which no acceptance right transparency money good pay, pocket, good pay. so to me it's like a win-win if it's in your own individual market and then on top of that parapass i know i filled all my information out it was super easy the other day and it was actually convenient because I just went through a background check with another gig app and I'm like, oh, here it is. And I just uploaded it right then and there. So it was really super easy to fill out too. So I feel like it's an untapped resource for a lot of drivers that if you're not using it, you should be because it's more money. I know some people get confused. I think people are like, hey, just do tip transparency. We know you have a tip transparency. Now you have works, where's the earnings tracker or like, you know, and I think Kim, thanks for sort of flying that. I think at the end of the day, like we have that goal of dollars and boxes. If you can find good ways for people to get more good work and do it, we're gonna try and do it, right? That doesn't mean like everything we do, we I won't kill an idea or do you prioritize something, but that's really sort of the goal. And I guess the philosophy behind it, it really is more trips, dollars and pockets, and I think what's important to me for this profile is it's not just like a, hey, go sign up for some local opportunities. It's good local opportunities. They're going to be sort of curated. And to me, what's really important is you're in charge of your profile, right? So you can see which platforms you've unlocked with your profile. If you want to revoke access to those platforms, you should be able to revoke access from your profile to those platforms. You should be able to have that profile be public if you want, right? So we don't have that yet, but you should have a pretty page which shows this is your work history, this is what you're standing for, you're ready to work, and if somebody wants to book you directly, right? But for me, is this sort of like putting you in charge of like your profile and people can book you or it can be a key, and that's where we're trying to go with that. So, so what I'm hearing... Sorry, go ahead. What I'm hearing is you're trying to move drivers more in the actual in the direction of an actual independent contractor, not this like quasi bastardized version that we see like DoorDash doing with their goofy programs and acceptance rates. Yeah. And it's sort of just more opportunities, more options for your time and competition for your time is really, I guess, the simplest way to distill it. That's sorry. Go ahead, Kim. That's just really no, freaking cool. Yeah, I love it. Kind of words. I'm like, so it's an amazing concept. We'll actually be, um, independent contractors with para hmm. <laughs> i was like reading your mind uh, like, with Tara, you'll you'll be an independent contractor and we just help you give you the tools to do it right like yeah so what made you decide to start the app to begin with that's a good question i think uh there's like a long story and a short story so whichever uh, so i think sort of uh i'll sort of merge up this is like uh i guess at the beginning of the pandemic this is sort of a, there's a bunch of sort of like misinformation out there. So I'm sure y'all might remember, but it's like, you know, you should, there's people saying, Hey, you should apply for PPP and EIDL and all the programs and you're not going to have to pay them all back. And, you know, it was also the beginning of, it was a bit of a mess of like, are drivers covered by unemployment insurance? And if so, in each of the 50 states, it was very confusing. Some were like apply, get rejected and try again in three months. Some were like, don't apply at all. Some were like, apply and it will just sit in limbo for a couple months. It was just sort of a mess. And sort of, I just sort of thought it would be cool to build a tool. It shouldn't be that hard to make an informed decision. So you can build a little calculator. You can answer five or six questions and we can tell you based off of your work history, how much each of the programs will pay you on what timeline. We're not going to tell you which one to choose. We'll just show you the information so you can make an informed decision. 
and from there, uh, for each of the different 50 states, what exactly you have to do to go get the money. Uh, that's actually how I met Steve, because we had sort of built this tool, and I put it out there on the internet, and this guy showed up in YouTube being like, you're wrong, your data's wrong, everything's wrong, you're the worst, basically. And after three days of this guy telling me I'm wrong and I'm the worst, uh, I was like, who is this guy? And that's actually how I became friends with Steve. He was like, he was just even more on top of sort of keeping on top of the different states' regulations than I was. So it really started off as this sort of side project there. Yeah. Um, and we just you know, put this tool out there, a couple thousand people used it, thought that was cool, and basically decided to say, what else can we do to build tools that help gig workers, basically? Yeah, so, and to avoid confusion for anybody who's listening, uh, we're talking about Steve from Rideshare Rodeo. Uh, he is a excellent resource for anything that is going on that could remotely be gig related. If you wanna know something that's happening in the gig economy, he has the answer. So, uh, so you, so it started out basically as a tool to help drivers find money, and then it it slowly evolved to what it is now. Yep, I think what most people knew us for was sort of tip transparency, right? So I think sort mm -hmm. of uh, the same philosophy has always been true: make an informed decision, make a choice for yourself, and make money. But yeah. exactly what we've done to do that has changed. But I think you know <laughs> what we realized through that process is we started building an earnings tracker, right? An automatic earnings tracker. Mm -hmm. A lot of people had that, and we try to predict when you should work and how. But in the process of doing that, I think I realized that like the drivers we saw that were making the most money were multi-apping, mm. right? So with that in mind, I thought you know rather than helping people track their earnings, people care more about making money than tracking money or predicting money. So what can we do to help people maybe multi-app a bit better? Because I know Zach, you're probably amazing. Kim, you're probably amazing. But uh, multi-apping is hard, right? Like, you know, juggling three or four apps while driving in the cobblestone in the rain in Seattle at night, right? <laughs> while sort of like you know, swiping all the things, like it can be hard. So on our end, we just started looking and, okay, like what can we do to enable this multi-apping? And I think in the process of looking at integrating to different platforms, sort of discovered DoorDash tip transparency uh, and I guess for those on here who don't know what that is, I think we realized that DoorDash wasn't telling you what the full pay on a trip was when they sort of sent you an offer. And we realized mm -hmm. that the answer was being sent to your phone anyways, and uh, decided that this seemed like something that people should know. And we sort of released that basically just thinking it would be a useful tool that sort of really took off. But I think there to some extent is like, that's what we became known for, but that I'm glad we provided that, but that was never the end goal, basically. It does so much. I mean, honestly, I just my own personal perspective. Uh, Kim, feel free to agree or disagree with me. But I think that once you've been driving for DoorDash for a while, you kind of start to get a pretty good idea on when there's a hidden tip, when there isn't. And you can kind of somewhat approximate how much is being hidden. So... Don't get me wrong, that was a fantastic feature, but it, what really gets me is on Uber, being able to see the addresses. Like, I don't end up at high schools anymore. I don't end up at dorms. And, you know, I don't, I don't like look at my phone and go, fuck. You know, it's just the information I need is right there. So, yeah, it's, it's uh, been. The new one, I'd love your thoughts, but actually, is about sort of the next topic that's coming up down here is the one that we've heard a lot from people is wanting community flags. I think mm. that's something we have in the works. I think Pass is coming out right now, but this idea of right now we have the ability for you to flag a trip if you didn't like it. Mm -hmm. So I didn't like the restaurant, didn't like the person, didn't like the address. You could flag it positive or negative, mm -hmm. right? And then you can basically put that into your auto decline filter. Or if you get a trip coming up, you you know, we I, one of the, my favorite ones is like, I don't know if it was somebody mentioned to me is like, oh, this lady's like insisted on me bringing it to my apartment, but I really didn't want to do that. And I went up begrudgingly and then I saw that she had like a broken foot. And then I decided, mm -hmm. you know, now I feel good about the fact that I went all the way to her apartment and positively flagged it and said, if I get a trip from her again, I will go the extra mile just to bring her. Sure. Old lady with a broken foot. <laughs> um, yeah. The... But what's cool is I think we've gotten a request from a lot of people saying, I would like to be able to sort of contribute and learn from others. Right. So if I flag something consistently or multiple people have flagged something consistently, can others learn from that? So I think that goes to then then the number one part of that is tip baiting. So I think what we yeah. 
Yeah. If somebody tip baits a bunch, can you let others know that they tip bait, basically? Yeah. Yeah. That would it, be a on, really cool feature. Yeah, it's an ongoing issue, which we're going to get into a little later in this um, live as well. But it, it's an issue. I mean, no one likes to be offered one price and think that's what you're going to be getting and then turn around and be losing money like you were counting on that money to be making a dollar per hour or making your even your daily goal and now you have to stay out later to do one more order just because mm -hmm. a customer decided to be a jerk and not do the right thing so let's let's go ahead and get into this next topic uh david did you want to stick around for this or did you need to I do have to go, but thank you. Okay, so uh, thank you so much for uh, for joining us, guys. Uh, if you want to check out Para, there is a link in the description, and it. I, I will say this: it it's easy to talk about an app you truly believe in and use every time you drive. So that is definitely Para for me. Yeah, uh, David, thank you for first of all helping all of us drivers make our lives easier and keep coming up with different solutions to a lot of our problems. So I'll say, if you guys haven't checked out Para, you, you know, do it today. What are you waiting for? Because you know, they have so much to offer, especially if you can make money off of it. So, one hundred percent. So, yeah, thank David, thank you, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being here and you're awesome. Thank you. Catch you both soon. Take care, David. Bye. So I, I always like talking to David. Great guy. He's a, a lot of fun in person too. Um, he's really awesome to talk to. Um, I've learned so much um, from talking to him when we were in Colorado and oh, yeah. oh my God, he's so freaking smart. It's ridiculous. But like every yeah. time I had a conversation <laughs> with him, I just kept saying, I'm like, you're just too darn smart. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, he's Harvard educated. He is definitely a bright guy. So, <laughs> um, Kim, I think that we can all agree that probably one of the most frustrating things that we deal with as drivers is getting tip baited. And some drivers on Instacart, Shipped, and uh, no, 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 Instacart, Spark, and uh, Uber Eats have kind of found a clever way to get some revenge. They have. What I find amusing about this is you actually talked about this with me how many months ago? Like probably like three, uh, four months ago. Has yeah. It been that and something like I, that yeah i feel like it's kind of funny we're coming like full circle and now it's actually newsworthy <laughs> <laughs> so uh let's you know let's go ahead and get into this uh guys if you pull out your phones and you open google maps and you type in tip Bader, you are going to get results so uh <laughs> there is a trend hey sarah sue there is a trend where people are marking, not always, but frequently people are marking tip baiters on Google Maps as public bathrooms. So, uh, Kim, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, right? Like, we're, we're, we're going to kind of get into if this is a good idea or a bad idea here in a minute, but like, I just want to run through the story here for a minute. <sighs> Look, I, so you, it, like, I didn't even finish typing in tip baiter and it suggested it for me. So, there's clearly enough results that it's like, hey, did you mean tip baiter? So if we go to the next slide, we can actually take a look at an example of this. So uh, I uh, please forgive me. I redacted a ton of stuff here. I, I did my best to try to protect this person's anonymity because, uh, you know, just because it says tip baited on Spark does not necessarily mean that that customer was given the opportunity to tip. Sometimes Walmart presents it in a funky way when the customer didn't even have the option to. So uh, <laughs> this is what it looks like. So uh, in this specific case, it says uh, tip baiter Spark and then down below delivery service. So uh, frequently it will say public bathroom. Poetic justice? I don't know. Is that what it's called? <laughs> well, okay. So let's. All right. Let, okay. I want to get some opinions in the in the chat if we can. Do you guys think that this is harmless and funny, 
or do you think that this could potentially backfire? And Kim, why don't why don't we have a conversation about that real quick? You want my opinion first, or do you want yeah, your yeah, opinion first? No, let's go with yours. <laughs> okay, so as much as I kind of think it's kind of funny, it to me it really isn't because you're really putting people's personal information, including addresses, out there and. I wouldn't want, I mean, not that I am a tip aider, I'm just saying I wouldn't want my address out for everybody in the world to know where I live. I'm a pretty private person to begin with. Yeah. So, and there's too many crazy people out there. So for mm. that fact, I'm not a fan of this whatsoever. Um, I, you know, I do think that there's a way, I guess my other concern is I feel like, and this also goes back to me talking and interacting with like a lot of comments in my own channel is a lot of people have a hard time distinguishing between no tip, tip baiting and low tip. And mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of times those lines get blurred and it might not be a hundred percent accurate and we're in the bottom line, we're kind of shaming customers and their addresses. So I don't, I don't know. So if they're legitimately a tip baiter, I don't care if they get shamed. Uh, I don't think that their address should be put on the internet publicly. Um, no. Here's my concern. And, and it has nothing to do with the individual person necessarily, but people sell houses a lot, you know, all the time house goes up for sale every single day, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of houses are sold uh, and purchased in, in this country. So if you mark somebody as a tip baiter and somebody new moves into that house, that person might actually be a really good tipper, right? And, and they're just going to forever be known in that area as a tip baiter because people don't know that somebody new moved in there. Yeah. So I, 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 okay, I got to be honest, Kim. I tried a similar system myself uh, during the lockdown times. I tried to drop pins on ways to mark uh, specific things. It was like trying to like start like a grassroots movement, like you know, just like a local trend or whatever. And uh, but unfortunately, ways doesn't keep the pins long enough, so it was <laughs> it was kind of a futile attempt. <laughs> So hopefully David is listening to this. I think there needs to be an app that is your own personal tip baiting um, database, so to speak. So that way it's not sent to like everybody in the whole entire world. I think if you flag, like if you flag a tip baiter yourself and it's just by you going out and working these apps and you can flag a customer, you know, good, bad. Like, I feel like if it's your own database, I feel like that would be, in my opinion, more helpful because I know from personal experience opposed to kind of other drivers putting in their input if that has, if that makes any sense. Sorry, didn't realize I was muted. I want to I want to check and see if this uh, works on Apple Maps. Let's see here. You know, I never tried it on Apple Maps. Let's see here. Uh, not locally, at least. It didn't give me the the far out uh, results, so it it may not. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> So I uh, can we put up uh, Salt's comment? Yeah. Tip baiters on large spark orders deserve all bad karma and energy. I kind of <laughs> with him on that. That's uh, it's soul sucking I, to carry cases of water up flights of stairs and then have somebody not respect your time enough to actually adequately compensate you for it. I feel like Spark and well, I'll say Spark and Sakard are the worst. I feel like you know, Uber Eats, as bad as it happens, I feel like it's 10 times worse when it comes to shopping because you literally, you work. Like, it's not like you go pick up food and drop it. So like, you're actually physically yeah. doing work to get someone their groceries. And in your case, picking up cases of water. And I'm, yeah. Yeah, especially when they're, you know what, never mind. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a tirade. But uh, so this <laughs> this was picked up by entrepreneur.com. And uh, they had reached out to Google 
to see what was up with this to, to, for a comment on the trend. And uh, as a result, several of these places were removed. So uh, I think it's probably just a matter of time before we start seeing this pop back up. But uh, I got to be honest, Kim, I have zero empathy for them if they actually tipped. But I understand your perspective that there are some crazy people out there. But I know me, myself, I'm not going to go mess with somebody who tipated somebody else. That's yeah. just me. So I, I take this as a lighthearted way for drivers to blow off some steam. But that's just my two cents. It's all good and fun until someone gets hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like for us, like yeah. it, it, it's to me, it's funny. I think it's you know, ha, 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 look at those customers all on the map together. Um, yeah. And I think as drivers, we can laugh about it. But I, you know, and I think someone even said it in the comments, not net today, but a while ago when we were talking about tip baiting. You know, people should watch out because drivers know where you live, and you know that to me is kind of scary all in itself. You got the wrong crazy driver out there, and we've seen some articles where drivers go a little unhinged and. I don't know. I, I just, I think it could be a safety issue. Um, I think it's, like I said, I think it's all good and fun if it stays good and fun, but someone could get hurt. Yeah. Um, and I agree with uh, Triple D's comment here. Uh, it really shouldn't be called tips anymore. That's a driver bid. Yeah, it's, it's a bid for service. I think if they were to change the wording slightly and the way that they present the tip screen, we could probably have a lot of good done. So, um, yeah but anyway so uh, but i could see your point it could go sideways like yeah. walgreens orders oh talk about sideways so kim i'm gonna let you run through this because so you, you took one of these i did um i was the, i was one of those sucker drivers that actually took this but mine wasn't as bad as uh, a lot of people that were posting on Facebook and Reddit. Um, mine was my very last order of the night. I think it came through around like 930 at night. I'm like, okay, I'll just get it done and go home and this will be my last order. Um, to me, the payout wasn't horrible. This is not, was this mine? No, this, so isn't, this isn't mine. Um, sorry. Oh, mine's not here. And mine was 1475 for 30 32 items and I thought I'm like it's only Walgreens like there's like 10 aisles in the whole store of Walgreens I can zip in zip out and so so basically what happened in, in case it wasn't clear uh, we as drivers started getting a bunch of Walgreens orders with huge huge item counts on them crazy item counts and the reason for that is customers were able to place orders and the items were being charged at a fraction of the actual cost. So you had people getting 10, 20, $30 items for a 30 dollar. cents, a dollar. <laughs> so it, it's, yeah. So I mean, like this specific order here, 109 items for $11.75. First of all, you can kiss my I ass. I wouldn't have done this one. But there is no fucking way that I am driving to a Walgreens finding. 70% roughly because Walgreens is always out of shit. Like, I'm not, no, mm -mm. for 11.75, you want me to shop for 109 items? No way. So, interesting enough. So, when I was doing mine, I had four substitutions, and the person at the time, there was three substitutions that she's like, nope, forget about it. Nope, refund. Nope, refund. I'm thinking, that's just weird. And then yeah. when I got to drop off, this is what made it even weirder. Like, it was all base pay. The customer only, and it was a $200. My red card went through. It was $209 was what the red card went through for. And the customer gave me a $3 tip. And I'm like, ew, $3 tip on $200 worth of merchandise. And then she threw in two extra dollars for me, you know, at the end as an extra tip. I'm like, woohoo, thanks for that extra $2 on a $200 order. So I come yeah. home and this is everywhere. I'm like, son of a gun. This person just got like legitimately $200 worth of stuff for like 30 bucks. <laughs> yep. So, and I saw screenshots as many as like 
as high as like 300 items that these poor drivers were having to shop for. And it, it got to a point. So in the early part of the evening, when this really started to pop off, the, the red cards were going through, but they started getting declined a little bit later into the evening. And uh, Walgreens went as far as telling their employees, do not accept DoorDash orders. If they're here for DoorDash, don't check them out because they thought there was some kind of a scam going on. Now, I am actually working with UDM on a video on this, uh, so I can't go too far into speculation on this. But Kim, I want to know your opinion. What What is it? I think he just froze. Okay, so I'm going to take over. Um, I think it was probably asking what is my perspective on this? You know, I feel like we're always into conspiracy theories on DoorDash, so I'm not going to go into conspiracy theories. But I remember, and you guys are going to have to let me know in the chat if you guys remember this as well, that you know, a couple of months ago, or maybe even a year ago, remember when they were doing on the on the DoorDash app and people were getting like tens and thousands of dollars worth of food for free because there was a glitch on the app that things were like a dollar or even like zero dollars and it went like viral. But the thing is, is DoorDash had to pay people back, like it had them pay them back. So hold on, Zach's coming in now. Sorry there about that. <laughs> <laughs> All good. I was just saying, it reminds me, I don't know the theory behind it, but it reminds me, and this is like probably a year ago, remember when DoorDash did like, like that glitch where like people were buying thousands and thousands of dollars worth of like food, like McDonald's and yep. like everybody was like going crazy. And then all of a sudden, like DoorDash was requesting that people pay the money back even though they got it for free and it was like a whole huge to do so i'm curious on whether doordash will eventually have these people pay back the money that they did not pay for the merchandise i'm kind of curious to see as well so i mean you had people ordering like ten thousand dollars worth of booze and stuff in, in some cases you had you had people going as far as starting gofundmes to yeah. cover the the shit that they bought or i should say bought in air quotes but yeah it was, I think, yeah i think the one i i think one with, wasn't it mcdonald's where someone bought like ten thousand dollars worth of like chicken nuggets or burgers or something yes. like that <laughs> yeah so this is my theory and i've said this before not on this channel but on other channels as well if you think you're getting away with something, don't be greedy. Like, don't go for like these hundred like items or two hundred or ten thousand dollars. Like, you know, if you're trying to get away with something, go with like I don't know five items, six items, and go woohoo! I got like five items for free. Or like when the whole entire thing happened with all the McDonald's and stuff like that. Okay, order a steak. <laughs> you wouldn't normally you know? order a steak from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So. um, <laughs> <laughs> I like I, I kind of think that this is almost a way that customers can see the way that DoorDash treats their drivers, right? Because they think that they're getting a good deal and then DoorDash comes back around and like slaps shit out of them like, no, 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 like you owe us a bunch of money. So you know, it's uh, look, they're, they're, I'm going to say, I mean, and I'm normally not a conspiracy type of thing, but I'm like, is this their way of getting more money out of their customers? Because people fell it for hook, line and sinker. And now people are going to, I don't know if they're going to have them pay it back or not. Mm. Uh, that that'll be interesting to see. We'll, we'll have to check that out. Um, so I want to move on to our next story. Can, can we put up that slide? Uh, I lovingly decided to call it this shit isn't free. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I was, I was in a funky mood when I did the slides and I felt like I, I yeah. Anyway. So, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. I really couldn't. Uh, so a, uh, according, okay. According to the daily dot, right. Our, our friends at the daily dot, a food service worker shared their disapproval with customers who think that they can pull a fast one on restaurants by adding extra items 
and the delivery instructions on apps like DoorDash and Uber Eats. I think I think restaurants are catching on to customer scams as well. At least that's what I kind of got out of the article. Um, and this is coming just from one person working in a restaurant. They were complaining that customers are trying to get free stuff because they put it in notes for the restaurant. Like, hey, can you throw in a Coke <laughs> with my order? Or, hey, I got a salad. Can you throw in some grilled chicken? Like that type of comments. And they're trying to get free stuff that's not in the app so they don't have to pay for it but yet it costs the restaurant money and they're like nope we're not doing that let us know in the chat or if you're watching this on the replay uh let us know in the comments if you have ever had a customer put something in the delivery instructions that they wanted to get for free uh kim I i'm sure you have uh, yeah, I mean, I, not that I see it all the time. I think I saw, I hate to say it, I think I saw it more during like pandemic times than I do now. I haven't seen it in a while now, but I get a lot of times, hey, I, and some of them are ridiculous. Um, can you make sure that the, I'm making this up, some kind of sauce was put in with this or, you know, make sure I get chopsticks or make sure that, I don't know. Yeah. Make sure That's... that I get food requests though sometimes too, and it's weird. I didn't. I didn't want grilled chicken. I wanted blank. I'm thinking I'm not the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. So my favorite one that I ever got was it was during the lockdowns, and it was on Grubhub. <laughs> I picked up an order for a Thai place, and it was just you know a just. I think it was like one or two entrees or something. And in the delivery instructions, she wrote Thai iced tea, please. And I was like really confused. And I looked through and saw what she ordered. You know, maybe, maybe like she ordered a drink, but it didn't give her the option. No, nope. no, nope. she just wanted me to pay for it. So, or the restaurant to give it to her. So I uh, showed the, uh, my phone to the restaurant worker, uh, had a chuckle with them and uh, took off without the Thai iced tea. So yeah, something something somewhat similar happened to me the other day. I mean, I guess it's it's somewhat. It was actually an Uber Eats order. Now that I'm thinking about it, but anyway, I had it was three pizza pies, and my order actually says three pizza pies. Picked it up, and I was backing out of the driveway, and the lady comes like screaming out of her house, "Stop!" I'm like. The heck? So I rolled down the window and I said, hi, how may I help you? I don't have my meatballs. <laughs> and I'm like, it wasn't on your order. <laughs> and she goes, yes, it was. And I'm like, um, no, it wasn't. You can call Dora. You can call Uber Eats. And I'm sure they'll sort it out for you. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. There's a few people in here who have shared their, their experiences. Uh, so this person says, uh, eight, 52 p.m. your time. My very first DoorDash order, uh, somebody asked for sauce from KFC, and of course it wasn't free. So I think in these cases, the best course of action is to probably text your customer back and just say, as long as they're not going to charge me for it, sure. But I don't know. I, I also have no problem unassigning orders. Um, let me see here. Sorry, I'm this trying to catch actually, up on that. This, no, it's okay. This is actually true, too. I always had an issue with restaurants defaulting replacements and forwarding me <laughs> to inform the customer, then the customer complaining about the replacement. I feel like it's like a vicious cycle um, when it comes to this because restaurants, I don't understand why restaurants don't have the capability of calling the customer and it falls on the driver. To me, that actually makes like literally zero sense to me. I think that they can. They just choose not to. Well, then that's just stupid. <laughs> because I've, I've had restaurants say, okay, like we've already contacted the customer and let them know X, Y, Z. So, uh, so it, it does. It frustrates me when I show up. They're like, hey, we need you to check in with the uh, customer and you know X, Y, Z. I'm like, probably not. Like if you guys haven't even started the order yet, I'm gone. So I, I don't know. You know, I, I love that this was called out, honestly, Kim, because it, this yeah. is the second time in the last like two weeks that we've covered a story that was kind of more like naughty, naughty customers. Don't do that. So I, I like it. These are two positive stories. <gasps> You're right. We we did something positive. Hey, check that out. <laughs> so uh, anyway, the apparently the restaurant employees are not happy with this trend either. So, you know, because 
they're not getting tipped for these orders. So when no. they see customers trying to get one over on top of them not getting tipped, that's not going to, it's going to go over like a fart in church. <laughs> so um, well, there is also, um, I uncovered a scam maybe a couple months ago um, in my own area. And you guys are going to have to tell me if you've realized this, that there have been times where it could be DoorDash or even Uber Eats. They'll order like two items. And this happens a lot during lunch in my area when they're trying to order for a whole office. They'll order like two items. And then they'll call the restaurant and say, hey, I forgot to put four items on the order and then they'll ask the restaurant to have the driver come and then deliver instead of two items, six items. And then they only tip you on the two items and they only charge the delivery fee on two items, not six items. Yeah. That would piss me off. Yeah. I refuse to do it every time just to make them even more upset. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you. So uh, sometimes the, goal for the customer is to get stuff as cheap as possible or as or, or even free as is evident by the target thing or target uh walgreens thing yeah. and the instructions but we should have goals of our own oh, you saw good. it coming didn't you i'm like oh that was a good one i'll give you credit <laughs> on that one <laughs> so <laughs> so go uh, i call this goals why are we doing this and guys if you're comfortable doing so just share one sentence in the chat or in the replay uh kim i'm gonna i'm gonna put you on the spot here and i want you to go first here why are you doing this um i am doing that well i, I feel like i have a long story but i started doing this part-time to open up a Robin Hood account for my daughter. My daughter was two at the time, I think, or maybe one when I started this. And my college is really expensive. I'm going to go out and everything that I make, I'm going to put into a Robin Hood account. I'm going to buy dividends so that way I get a return back. And I'm like, I, this is going to be my daughter's college account. That's how it started. And now years later, I'm full time. So now it is really all about for me. It's really about my family and providing the best I possibly can for my own family. So I feel like a lot of times we talk uh, like a lot of like full-time talk. Um, I feel like sometimes we don't talk part-time work and, you know, I feel like these gig apps are like tailor-made for someone who wants to buy a car, who wants to put extra money aside for their college education. There's so many things that people do gig work and I think it's super important that we actually talk about it. Yeah. So I am going to probably go on a tirade here. <laughs> so uh, there are those within the community who think that this should be a stepping stone. And, you know, and that's fine. That's that's a, a valid thought process and a valid opinion. But I don't necessarily share the same viewpoint. My goal with doing gig work is to be happy. If I can comfortably pay my bills and not have a boss breathing down my neck and have the freedom to work when and how I want, I'm fine. This isn't, this isn't necessarily a stepping stone for me. Like I am comfortable doing this type of work. As long as those, you know, aforementioned criteria are being met, I'm comfortable doing this for the next 30 years because I make decent money. And I, I my stress level went from here to like, below the camera visible area. <laughs> so yeah. I had a supervisor that I couldn't stand at my last W2 job. And uh, this was right about the beginning of the lockdowns. And I just knew that I had to, I had to figure something else out. I wanted to slowly cut back hours and make a change. So I started driving and lo and behold, I started making substantially more than I was making at the W-2 driving. And of course, you know, we all know that the lockdown played a role in that. But uh, it, yeah, I don't know. So I, I guess ultimately, as long as you're happy, your needs are being met. You know, that that to me is the goal. That is the American dream. Yeah, for me, it's, you know, my stress 
I, I, you know, not to say, I think we all have stress at some point in our lives, but work stress, like it's non-existent anymore because I work for myself. I am my own business owner. And I, you know, I'm somewhat someone like you, I didn't have a horrible, 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 horrible boss, but the pressure to perform in my job, like you were mm -hmm. only as good today as you were yesterday and so on and so forth. Like you were always mm -hmm. on the chopping block. And right before yeah. lockdown, it was like three days before lockdown, I was in my store until one o'clock in the morning getting ready for a visit that never happened. And I'm thinking the world is like coming to an end and I'm sitting here in my store, like stressing about a visit. I'm like, what is like mentally wrong with me? And that was like my aha moment. And ever since then, I'm like, you know what? The world is stress-free because I don't have a boss. I make my own hours. I pay my own bill. Like it is up to me to, it's, I'm basically my own destiny at this point. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I've just, I've worked jobs where I didn't want to get out of bed in the morning. So for me to actually enjoy what I'm doing, yeah. you, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, and I totally understand it's a stepping stone for some, but for me, as long as it keeps paying me reasonably, and you know, I'm happy. I'm gonna keep doing it. I would say YouTube is far more stressful than than driving the apps. <laughs> so I wanna just real I wanna quick. Share. I wanted I was gonna say, can we just share share this just real quick? Uh yeah, this... but I want to read one in the chat too after. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'll go back to uh, we can, Okay. Uh so the one at six uh eight PM your time or nine. Uh name? Zemian. Got it. Mm. I think so. Uh, so I didn't work for 10 years after being laid off and DoorDash was my first job after that. Helped me break through the anxiety of working. That's awesome. So that, that is a great, a great way to actually do it. Then, and, and I appreciate you sharing that with us. It's a nice way to kind of tiptoe back into the realm of, of, you know, getting your money. Uh, Kim, go ahead with the, the slide. Yeah, absolutely. And I just also want to say one thing, because this is really important to me. It allows me to be a present parent. Like before, when I had my job, like I was rushing to get to daycare. I would only be up with my daughter for an hour or two hours before she went to school and rinse and repeat. And, you know, now I can spend as much time as I want. And to me, that's like the most important thing that I can take yeah. from all this anyway. Um, yeah. So this is what kind of caused this whole entire conversation is what's everyone's goal with DoorDash right now. I am not making a ton of money. It's too hot and gas prices are high, but I've wanted a motorcycle for years now. I absolutely love the idea of getting a motorcycle and doing DoorDash to afford my monthly payment insurance and gas. It would also slash my gas costs down to nothing. Thing. So this person is working DoorDash to get himself a motorcycle, which I think is pretty awesome. Yeah, for sure. So uh, thank you for those of you who shared with us. And, uh, you know, I I think I went a little sentimental rather than ranty. So um, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you guys stuck with us through that. Kim, we got some funnies to wrap it up with. Why don't we, we, why don't we do. jump into those? So for those of you listening, as opposed to watching, it's a picture of a McDonald's with a Dairy Queen truck outside. It says they finally called a professional to fix the ice cream machine. <laughs> so be truthful, so, how often do ice cream machines go down in, in McDonald's? I feel like mine's once a week. <laughs> I Probably. I don't know. I, I avoid McDonald's. So, But I will say, sorry, super quick, uh, super quick segue here. I am a little nervous now about getting ice cream from uh, from a place like McDonald's. Uh, there was a story that uh, happened in Tacoma where unfortunately three people died of like listeria or something Ooh. because the machine wasn't properly cleaned. So like this is super recent, like within the last like week. So Ooh. I'm like, like I don't want to, mm -mm, I'll just buy the carton and, you know, just take it home. But uh, we got another funny in here, don't we, Kim? Yep. <laughs> so, this is a picture of somebody's door. I cropped out the stuff that wasn't relevant. So if it looks funky, it's because it's cropped. Uh, they wrote with a marker on their door from the looks of it. It says, do not knock on my door. My is underlined. Mind your business. Thank you. Smiley face. Smile. You're on camera. Smiley face. 
So what, what would you think if you walked up to this? I'd be like, I would just shake my head and drop the bag and probably take the picture from my car. So I wasn't like by their door taking a picture. I don't, it's just weird. People are so strange. I don't know what else to say. People are just weird. Yeah, that's, I don't know. I'd be like worried that they're like the ones who are peeking through the blinds. Like, you know what? I'm, I'm not even going to give you guys the visual that I was thinking. I don't want to get I don't want to get that email tomorrow. <laughs> so let's not. Uh do we have oh we do not have one more. That's it. That was it. That was it. Okay, cool. So uh Kim, I, I had fun with this episode. Uh again, guys, uh shout out to uh David Pickerell from Para. Uh if you haven't checked out the app, there is a link in the description for it. So uh same place next week, same time. See you then. Bye, everyone.